Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Uncle Strip. Um, so my favorite time of the year is upon us, and that is the NBA playoffs. Um, and so with the new system that they implemented last year during the whole pandemic, the playing tournament. Uh, so I'm going to pretty much do episode after each uh, day or round or pretty much each day or round of the NBA playoffs or play in. So today we're going to recap the first set of games for the playing tournament. And so um, yesterday the Clippers played the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Cleveland Cavaliers played the Brooklyn Nets. So going over the uh, Clippers game first, it was a pretty impressive game. Uh, thought that the Clippers were going to win, uh, even though uh, – so Minnesota had the three-and-a-half-point favorite uh, from Vegas betting odds, and um, they obviously closed that. But I thought Clippers had a good chance of winning. They had Paul George back. Uh, Reggie Jackson's been playing really well uh, the past – pretty much the whole season since Kawhi and uh, Paul George were out for a long time. And they, they're a pretty well-established defensive team. So I thought that they had the ability to hold uh, Timberwolves. Um, and so I thought the Clippers were going to win. Now, Timberwolves won 109-104. And just recapping for anybody that missed it, Paul George, pretty much in terms of individual players, standout players uh, for each team, Paul George had 34 points, 10 of 24 Uh 8-11 from free throw, 3 for 5 from 3. And he had uh, 7 rebounds as well as 5 assists. Reggie Jackson, um, he played decent. He had 7 of 18, 3 for 6 from the 3. Uh, but And he had 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Reggie Jackson, I believe he's averaging over 20-something uh, points for the season. So in terms of performance and how he's been playing, he kind of underperformed. He's at for the for the season, he's averaging uh, sixteen point eight. Uh, but since Paul George and Kawhi are out, he's been averaging over twenty since he had to carry the majority of the load. Um, and then uh, Norman Powell, who they got from uh, Trailblazers, he put up sixteen three and one. And so as a team overall, they didn't play bad. Um, and then obviously close game. Looking at the Timberwolves, we have Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know what happened with Carl Anthony Towns. He only played 24 minutes. He had 11 points, five rebounds, three assists, um, which he's been playing incredible this year, based, uh, averaging 24.6 points per game, 9.8 rebounds. Uh, he's been playing extremely well uh, this season, but kind of just didn't really show up uh, during the playoffs. But uh, Anthony Edwards had a 30-point game, 35 rebounds to assist, 10 of 21, uh, 5 for 11 from 3, played fantastic, as well as uh, one of my favorites, D'Angelo Russell, had 29, 5, and 6. And so uh, looking at their overall matchup, game was pretty good game. They both were shooting very close, 44% for Clippers, 43% for Timberwolves. 
Uh, three point three pointers is pretty close. Free throws are about the same. The big difference uh, that gave the Timberwolves an edge was offensive rebounds. They had 12 to the Clippers seven and steals. They had 10 to the Clippers five. So they had double the amount of steals. And with still with all we got people that know basketball know that steals turn into uh, fast break points and points off of turnovers. So they had 12 fast break points, 12 points off of turnovers, where the Clippers only had eight fast break points. And also with the um, rebounding, uh, the Timberwolves had 49 rebounds to the Clippers 39. And what's even more impressive is the offensive rebounds because offensive rebounds lead to second chance points. Well, the Timberwolves had 12 offensive rebounds to the Clippers seven, and those 12 offensive rebounds led to 14 second chance points to the Clippers eight. So in breaking down the game, the Minnesota just took advantage off of playing good defense, getting steals and crashing the offensive boards and getting second chance points. So now that puts the uh, Timberwolves and the playoffs because they won the, the play-in. Um, I'm going to go over the setup of the first round of the playoffs after I go over the second game. And I'll go in more detail after today's games where we officially know um, who is what in terms of the Pelican Spurs and the Hawks and Hornets. So now Cleveland Nets, not going to lie, pretty much knew that the Nets were going to win this one. Nets were a nine and a half point favorite. It's a pretty good spread. And we all know that now that Kyrie's able to play because they lifted the mandates uh, for Brooklyn, that Kyrie's, ever since Kyrie's been playing, Nets have been playing a lot better. They've gone on a little run. So Nets won 115 to 108. Now Darius uh, Garland played fantastic at 31 points, one rebound, five assists, two steals. Kevin Durant had 25 points, five rebounds, 11 assists, two steals, and three blocks. And also for the Cavaliers, uh, Evan Mobley had 19.7 and two. Uh, Lavert, uh, Carlos Lavert, sorry if I'm slurring these names. He had 12, seven and seven. Kevin Love at 14, 13, one. So it was a pretty good uh, distribution of con contribution from uh, Cleveland. Even, uh, oh man, Laurie Markinen had, uh, he's their power forward, had the 13, four no assists. So it was by committee, which, you know, Cleveland all has been known for the season for being a pretty good uh, team effort or team ball. They, they distribute the ball pretty well in terms of people uh, scoring. Even Rondo had seven points, three rebounds, nine assists uh, coming off the bench. And then Brooklyn, uh, on top of Kevin Durant's 25, 5, and 11, Kyrie had 34 points, three rebounds, 12 assists. Andre Drummer put up 16 points and eight rebounds off of 18 minutes. So, I mean, Andre Drummer's been playing uh, so much better since they started to throw him in the rotation uh, at uh, the Nets. And I'm an I'm a Andre Drummond fan, so I'm glad to see him kind of getting back to that, that uh, dominant force in the paint offensively and defensively. And then as Bruce Brown also had 18 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, and Nick Claxton had... 13 points, nine rebounds, and an assist. Patty Mills threw in six points, five rebounds, and an assist. So, again, even though Kyrie and Durant were your huge standouts, you still had some other guys like Drummond and Brown and Claxton also contribute uh, to the win. Now, breaking down the matchups, 
and where we really see the game take off. The biggest one off to me is points off of turnovers. So the Nets had 24 points off turnovers and the Cavaliers only had 10. Huge. That's a huge win for uh, the Nets, as well as uh, whereas the, as well as blocks. Nets had nine blocks. Cavs had two blocks. Everything else, though, is pretty much the same, except uh, another big point. Just Nets are obviously because of Kyrie and KD. You're talking about two of the most skilled scorers in the game. The, also, the other biggest difference is that the Nets just shot more efficient. Nets shot pretty much 10% better, 10% better than the Cavs from the field. Cavs shot 45% and the Nets shot uh, 54%. Cavs were 41 for 92. Nets were 45 for 84. So not only did they make more shots, but they make more shots off of less attempts, made them more efficient. Three-point range was about the same. They both scored nine uh, or both made nine three-pointers. Uh, but the Cavs were a little bit more efficient at 35% to the Nets, 32. Cavs shot better free throws. But again, it really just came down to getting those blocks, those defensive stops, and getting um, the points off of turnovers. And so getting into what the playoffs are going to look like so far, now we have the Nets playing, we have the Nets playing the Celtics in the first round. Right. And then because Timberwolves won, we have Timberwolves and Memphis playing in the first round for there. Now, today we have the last or not the last two, but we have two games today with the Spurs, Pelicans and Hornets and Hawks. Now, Spurs, Pelicans, Pelicans are a five and a half point favorite. Now, this is one of those games I'm not sure which way it can go. Because to me, they're pretty two evenly well-matched teams. I could see either winning. I'm kind of leaning more towards the Spurs because they're they've gone, they've won six of their last four. But at the same time, Pelicans have also won six. So again, it's tough. Uh, DeJounte Murray's averaging 21 point. 20.1 CJ McCollum's averaging 24.3 so breaking down the matchup Spurs are tied for fifth in pace in terms of uh, points per game they're scoring 100 points per game versus the Pelican they're tied they're 21st so in terms of pace Spurs play at a faster pace and then field goal percentage Spurs shoot a little bit better from a field goal percentage they're tied at 13th Pelicans are tied for uh 22nd now, where there's a big advantage is the free throw percentage for the Clippers. Clippers free throw percentage for the Pelicans. They shoot 78.9% versus the Spurs shooting 75%, which is going to be a big difference come playoffs. If it becomes a if it comes down to the wire and it's a close game, and you have the Pelicans that shoot free throws more consistently, that's going to give them an edge. The Pelicans, the Pelicans. Sorry if I keep saying Clippers. The Pelicans are also third in the NBA in offensive rebounds. That's going to be crucial to them winning because they get those second chance opportunities under the basket. Now, the Spurs are second in assists. So they're going to be able, if they distribute the ball and they play by committee and don't just rely on one person getting all the points, that could give them a, a, an edge in the game. 
And then, but the Spurs also are fifth in, they're fifth in turnovers. So they, in turn, by fifth in turnovers, they are fifth in causing turnovers, which is going to be very beneficial to them. But everything else in terms of offensive rating, Spurs are 18th, Pelicans are 19th. Defensive rating, Spurs are 16th, Pelicans are 20th. So, I mean, everything else for the most part is, is pretty close um, in terms of ratings. Their three-point field goal percentage, Spurs 26th and the Pelicans 28th. Rebounding, Spurs are tied for eighth, Pelicans 11th. So it's pretty even. The only big difference is the pace for going towards the Spurs. Free throw percentage towards the Pelicans, offers a rebounds towards the Pelicans, and the uh, turnovers for the Spurs. So if I were to, if I were a betting man, if I were a betting man, I would actually probably go with the Spurs just because I think that when it comes playoff time, they have, I feel like they have a little bit more depth. I feel like they play, uh, they play better defense and they're going to have more of a committee effort in terms of scoring the basket. And I think they're going to play better team ball. So I'll give it to the Spurs. Pelicans have the better record, but I think I'm going to give it to the Spurs on, on this one. And then we have, Charlotte and Atlanta. Again, this one's tough because both teams can go on runs. Both teams can go on runs. Both teams have been kind of inconsistent. They're streaky. So they can go on some win streaks and then go on losing streaks. Um, but I'm leaning more towards Atlanta. So the Hornets play at a faster pace, but the Hawks seventh and fit free and seventh in the NBA in field goal percentage. They're actually tied second for three point percentage. They're fourth in free throw percentage. So offensively, offensively, the the Hawks, the Hawks are looking pretty uh, dominant in in this matchup offensively. Based on these are all based on ratings. Obviously, we know in playoffs they can show they can when they show up anything can happen. But just look at what they've been at for the season. Look at what they've been for the season. Offensively, they're stout. But on the other side of that, defensively, Hornets are looking good. They're, they're better in rebounding. They're better in offensive rebounding. The uh, Hornets are actually top 10 in offensive rebounding. Uh, they're first in assists. The Hornets are first in assists. And then in steals, they're fifth in, this, they're fifth in steals. And they're fifth, yeah, fifth in steals and their defensive rating is 23rd to the Hawks, 26. So defensively, the Hornets look like a better matchup. But I think I'm going to go with the Hawks just because uh, Trey Young is playing fantastic. He's playing, he's averaging 28.4 off a of 9.7 assist, and he's averaging a steal a game. So I'm going to give this one to the Hawks. I think the Hawks will pull this one off. But I would not be surprised if uh, the Hornets get this one done just because I think it's going to be – I think both these games are going to be a good one, should be. And then we will figure out in terms of who will play in, in the uh, tournament. Now, what I will say, because the play-in tournament gets kind of tricky or confusing if you're not familiar with it. So um, – if you so seventh and eighth place, seventh through tenth play in a play in tournament. 
to play for the eighth, the eighth and seventh seed. So if the winner of the seventh and eighth place wins, they automatically get the seventh seed. But if you're in eighth place and you lose, then or if you're eighth or seventh place, but let's just say, for example, the seventh seed wins and get the play-in tournament. That means the eighth seed loses, but they will play the winner of the ninth and tenth seed play-in. And the winner between now those two will get the eighth seed. So pretty much if you're seventh or eighth, you, you just got to win one out of two. But if you're ninth or tenth, you have to win both of them straight. You don't get two wins. So, for example, the Cleveland Cavaliers lost to the – let me find it. So the Cleveland Cavaliers are the eighth seed. They lost to the seventh seed Brooklyn Nets. So the Brooklyn Nets are officially in, and they are the seventh seed. They will play Celtics first round. Now, the Cleveland Cavaliers will play the winner of the Charlotte and Atlanta game that's tonight. And I don't, I don't know if it's going to be the next day or if it will be the day after, but Cleveland has a they got it, they have another shot. They're not officially eliminated yet. So they'll play the winner of Atlanta and Charlotte, which I think I will take Cleveland over either of those two teams that win, uh, that wins tonight. So for the West, looking at the matchup, the Timberwolves beat the Clippers. So the Timberwolves are officially the seventh seed. And now the Clippers will play the winner of the Spurs and Pelican game. And the Spurs or Pelicans, they need to win tonight. And they also need to beat the Clippers the for the next round. Then after all that, the playoffs will be set for seeding and the playoffs will officially begin because the play-in tournament does not technically count towards playoff it's a weird uh dynamic because they the stats you get in the play-in don't count for playoff and they don't count for regular season so I don't know what they're going to end up doing in the future if you're asking my personal opinion if you're going to do all this you might as well just extend the playoffs to 10 to the top 10 seed and just have a first week bye for first and second that would make the first the most sense to me if you're gonna do all this. That way, it's just you just add an extra week or an extra series or whatever to the playoffs. That's what they should just, just make it one from ten instead of having this plan. It makes no sense. But anyway, uh, that's the recap for day one of the play-in uh, after tonight's game. Um, I will do the recap for the play-in that happened today, and then once we. Uh, get to the point where the seating is officially set. I will go over the first round of the playoffs in detail, breaking down the data, breaking down the stats, their rank ratings, and I'll uh, give my uh, take on who I think is going to take the W. I'll go over who I think is going to win it all, who are my dark horses, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but appreciate you guys for listening. This has been Uncle Strip. Stay tuned for more on the NBA recaps, and we'll catch you guys next time. I'm gonna chase my dreams